What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in this video, I'm going to be going through my week seven wide receiver start sits. So breaking down every single week seven matchup, talking about every fantasy relevant wide receiver, and then listing them as either a start fringe option or a sit. The starts are going to be players you feel confident throwing into your lineup, your wide receiver ones, your wide receiver twos. The fringe options are going to be like your wide receiver threes, your flex options. The wide receiver position is pretty deep. So sometimes there are more than like 24 starts. But here with the six bye weeks, maybe a little bit thinner at the wide receiver position this week. And then the sits are going to be players you would prefer to keep on your bench. If you guys enjoyed the video, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel. But let's just dive right into the Thursday night game where we have the Jaguars taking on the Saints. For the Jaguars, I have both Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk as starts. Now, this is hoping that Trevor Lawrence is playing in this game. He's currently day-to-day with a knee injury. If Trevor Lawrence is not able to give it a go... I feel like both of these guys take a decent hit and they may be both viewed as like wide receiver three options. So far, Christian Kirk has outproduced Calvin Ridley. Personally, I would still slightly favor Calvin Ridley rest of season, but they are pretty close at this point. So hoping that Trevor Lawrence suits up, they're going to be starts. If Trevor Lawrence is out, probably just going to have to uh, reevaluate the situation in a couple of days. On the other side here with the Saints, Chris Olave with a nice bounce back performance. Once again, commanding a lot of volume. He's going to be a strong start for me. Michael Thomas as a fringe option. The dude just continues to put up like nine plus PPR points. He's always around 50 yards, like four, five, six, seven receptions. You're hoping at some point he gets into the end zone, but at this point, he's more of like a flex play if you're desperate. And then sitting Rashid Shahid, he did have a couple big plays had a deep touchdown. He just hasn't been able to command the consistent volume that actually warrants him being like a fringe option or a start. But, you know, big play machine, um, gonna be a sit though for this week. Now shifting over to Sunday, we have the Lions taking on at the Ravens. And for the Lions, obviously a fire up Amon Ross St. Brown as a mid to high end wide receiver one. And then I'm going to be sitting Josh Reynolds and Jamison Williams. Josh Reynolds is clearly locked into that wide receiver two spot in terms of the routes. We did see J-Mo make an impact. He had a deep touchdown. But at this point, I don't think the Lions are going to be super incentivized to make some sort of massive swing in terms of their wide receiver usage. This offense has been solid. The passing attack has been strong. So I think J-Mo can start to improve on his role, but I don't know if there's going to be some sort of like huge shift, especially here, you know, just one week later in week seven. On the other side with the Ravens, Zay Flowers finally gets into the end zone. Nice game from him. You fire him up as a solid start and then just continue to fade the rest of these wide receivers. So OBJ and Rashad Bateman are going to be sits. Then we're going to have the Raiders taking on the Bears. And it seems like Jimmy G kind of dodged a bullet with his back injury. No guarantee he plays in this game. Um, You know, he might still miss some time, but good to see it's probably not going to be a super long-term thing. If Jimmy G does play, I think you fire up Adams and Jacoby Myers as really strong starts. A nice matchup here, and Jacoby Myers has been great paired with Garoppolo. Devontae Adams has had two bad games, but really not panicking at all. We know he's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL and still is averaging like 17 plus points per game um, over the first six weeks of the season. So both these guys are starts if Jimmy G does play. If Jimmy G is out, I feel like Jacoby takes a little bit of a hit just because he hasn't been as great with the other quarterbacks. Like his one down game was when Aiden O'Connell was at quarterback. And then even in this most recent game, all of his receptions came when Jimmy G was at quarterback. So keep that in mind if Jimmy G is not able to play. On the other side, tough spot here for the Bears with Justin Fields out. 
I think this Bears offense has the chance to be really, really bad. I still think DJ Moore can be considered a start as like a back-end wide receiver too, because just looking at their weapons, like they're going to need to get DJ Moore involved. I feel like this could be like a Garrett Wilson type situation on the Jets, where they're just going to try to force feed him, get him involved in different ways. So I still think he's going to be a running back, or sorry, a wide receiver too, but obviously you're not firing him up as like a fringe wide receiver one, like you were with uh, Justin Fields at quarterback. Hopefully Fields is able to return sooner rather than later, but right now, definitely a little bit of a hit for DJ Moore. In the next matchup, we have the Browns taking on the Colts and just going to be starting both of these teams' wide receiver ones. I actually think both of their wide receiver twos could be playable in different matchups. But for this week, you fire up Amari Cooper, had a decent uh, week six game even without Deshaun Watson. Obviously, you're hoping that Watson comes back. You don't want his shoulder thing to kind of linger. But, you know, regardless of if Watson is playing or not, I still think you fire up Cooper. For Elijah Moore to become playable, we're going to need Deshaun Watson back at the quarterback position. And then for the Colts, even though this is a really tough matchup here against the Browns, I still think you fire up Pittman. He continues to command a really solid amount of volume. Josh Downs is someone who I kind of talked about as being playable with Gardner Minshew. This is just a really tough matchup, and that is why I have him as a sit here. If this was a better matchup, I'd be playing him. We saw Minshew struggle last week, and now he's getting paired with a very, very tough defense who just kind of shut down the 49ers offense. So I wouldn't really want to be playing anyone except for Michael Pittman in that wide receiver room. Moving over to a divisional game between the Bills and the Patriots. The only start in this game for me is going to be Stephon Diggs. I mean, don't really need an explanation. You fire him up as a mid to high end wide receiver one every week. Gabe Davis kind of broke his streak of, you know, just scoring touchdowns in the last, I think it was four games. So he kind of comes back to earth. Once again, not a guy who's going to command a ton of volume. You're just banking on a big play and a touchdown. So I think he's a fringe option, but definitely not a locked in start for me. On the other side with the Patriots, Kendrick Bourne had a solid week six, but just a wide receiver room. You definitely want to be fading. So sitting Kendrick Bourne, sitting Devontae Parker, and sitting Tyquan Thornton. Then we're going to have the Commanders taking on the Giants. Also one start in this matchup. It's going to be Terry McLaurin. Now I considered McLaurin as more of like a fringe option, but I do think with the six buys, he's probably worthy of being a start here. He's barely like their wide receiver one in PPR fantasy points. He's just ahead of Curtis Samuel, but I think everyone would agree that he is the most talented wide receiver here for the commanders. So he's the guy I'd want to be playing. Even though Curtis Samuel has been solid, he's still not someone I'm excited to fire up in my offense. Like if you have to, I get it, but he's still running wide receiver three routes. Like Jahan Dotson is still in there. Um, like in those two wide receiver sets, even though he hasn't necessarily been producing. So it's not even like Samuel is locked into this great role. So we're going to be rolling with McLaurin and then sitting the rest. And then for the Giants, um, interesting game out of Wandell Robinson. Not someone I want to be like firing up into my lineup, but long-term dynasty wise, very interesting to see Wandell Robinson really making an impact coming off torn ACL and just in a rough offense. Like it's just good to see moving forward. In the next matchup, we have the Falcons taking on the Buccaneers and Drake London. He's pretty consistently going to fall in this fringe range. When there's some volume to go around, Ritter's not playing horrendously. Drake London's going to produce like we saw in week six. You just never know what the volume's going to look like. He's clearly a very talented wide receiver. He's just going to be restricted by his uh, quarterback and just overall offensive environment. On the other side for the Bucs, I have Mike Evans as a start, Chris Godwin as a fringe option. 
Mike Evans continues to command the most volume at the wide receiver position. Chris Godwin did have the better fantasy day, but Mike Evans was very close to just like breaking a huge touchdown. I think it was actually a Baker Mayfield interception, but it got tipped at the line. And if it didn't get tipped, Mike Evans was like wide open deep. So he's still, you know, having the potential to make big plays. They're probably decently close. Like Chris Godwin's probably a really high-end fringe option, but I do think there's some distinction there between the two. Still do like Godwin um, rest of the season. And then we have the Steelers taking on the Rams. And I have both the Steelers wide receivers listed as fringe options. So Deontay Johnson and George Pickens. Deontay Johnson had his practice window opened or activated, whatever it is, to come off of IR. So he could make his return here in week seven. The Steelers have just really struggled in the passing game. They also draw the Rams here who have allowed the fourth fewest points per game to the wide receiver position. With Deontay Johnson out, George Pickens became a pretty reliable fantasy option because he saw an uptick in his volume. He was averaging 8.3 targets per game. Is he going to be able to maintain that volume with Deontay Johnson back? Deontay has proven to be an absolute target funnel, eight plus targets a game over the last three years. Personally, I feel like Pickens is probably going to see a dip in his volume, which is why I have him as a fringe option. I think Deontay, personally, I think Deontay is the better option rest of the season. Some people may disagree. They might think the younger option, George Pickens, will be better. But right now, they're both going to be fringe plays for me. If Deontay does not play this week, then I think you fire up George Pickens as a solid wide receiver too. On the other side for the Rams, Cooper Cup, absolutely balling out. High-end wide receiver one week to week. Puka Nakua had a down game here. I feel like some people are going to be worried because it's like his second game with Cup. He has a down game. I'm not panicking. When you have one wide receiver go nuclear like that, it's going to be tough for another guy to you know, have another monster game. I think he's proven he's plenty talented. He's going to be a fine wide receiver too rest of season for fantasy. And then sitting 2-2 Atwell, just not enough volume to go around for all three of these guys, especially when Cooper Cup and Pukunakua are just absolute studs. Um, in the next game, we are going to have the Cardinals taking on the Seahawks. For the Cardinals here, I'm firing up Marquise Brown as a start. The Seahawks have allowed the second most points per game to the wide receiver position. Hollywood's averaging 13.9 PPR points per game. He has four out of the six games with 16 plus PPR points. So I like the matchup, like the talent with Marquise Brown. Then going to be sitting Michael Wilson. For the Seahawks, even though they've been kind of disappointing in terms of their passing attack, I still think you fire up Metcalf and Lockett as starts. It's a good matchup here against the Cardinals. JSN starting to show some life. Hopefully they're running a ton of three wide receiver sets again like they were last week, but not someone I feel comfortable uh, playing just yet. Probably more of a late season breakout at this point. Then we're going to have the Packers taking on the Broncos. One start in this game. For the Packers, Christian Watson didn't have a huge fantasy day in his like first real game back playing uh, his wide receiver one snaps, but I did like that they were trying to target him down the field, coming off a bye week against a Broncos defense that hasn't been super impressive. I like Christian Watson as like a back end wide receiver too, then going to be sitting Romeo Dobbs. For the Broncos, I'm just sitting this wide receiver room. This is an offense I'm really not excited to be super part of fantasy wise. I thought Jerry Judy would be the best option in this wide receiver room this season. In five games, he's averaging just 8.4 PPR points. He's also maxed out at seven targets a game, so the volume just hasn't been there. Cortland Sutton is averaging like a little over 12 PPR points per game, but he's been carried by four touchdowns in six games. Not a pace I think is super sustainable rest of season. He's averaging just 4.2 receptions a game and then 45.8 receiving yards a game, so just not a ton of volume there. 
Marvin Mims still struggling to get routes, which is crazy to me, considering this offense is lacking juice and Marvin Mims clearly has it. So a wide receiver room I just want to avoid at this point. In the next matchup, we're going to have the Chargers taking on the Chiefs. For the Chargers, you fire up Keenan Allen as a high-end wide receiver one. And then I have Joshua Palmer as a fringe option. I thought there was a shot Quinton Johnson could take those two wide receiver sets. That did not happen. Quinton Johnston, really a non-factor, even when he was running some routes. Not a great look at this point for Johnston, um, especially dynasty-wise. Like You would have liked him to have made at least some sort of impact so far. For Josh Palmer, if he's getting two wide receiver sets in this offense, that's valuable. The uh, Chargers are probably going to have to rack up a lot of passing volume here against the Chiefs. I think he's a fine like wide receiver three flex play for the Chiefs. Continue to sit all these wide receivers, but I do think Rasheed Rice is the guy that has some potential um, like later on in the season if he can continue to carve out a solid role. And then the Sunday night game just stacked at the wide receiver position. I'm firing up Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, A.J. Brown, and Devonta Smith as starts. I kind of want to talk about Devonta Smith here because the switch up on him has been kind of crazy. I feel like heading into the season, I was maybe like slightly lower on him than consensus. Like I had Ridley ranked ahead of him and Higgins ranked ahead of him and Olave. Like those guys in some other rankings might have been ranked behind Devonta Smith, but I was pretty close to in line with consensus in terms of his ranking. After two weeks, um, I had people in my comments telling me like Devonta Smith is the wide receiver one. It's not AJ Brown. Uh, Devonta Smith is the best wide receiver on this Eagles offense. I was like, I don't think so. I still think it's AJ Brown. And now six weeks in, we went from Devonta Smith as the wide receiver one to now people are panicking on his role in this Eagles offense. I feel like we just got to stay a little bit more level-headed here. He is only averaging 8.2 PPR points in the last four weeks. Um, I think Jalen Hurts not playing at the highest level is definitely a factor. Like seven passing touchdowns in six games is not ideal, Um, but he's still having solid volume, seven and a half targets per game, a little lower than his season average last year, which was eight targets a game. I expect him to pick it up moving forward. These trends happen, right? You have a few down games, you'll pick it up. He had a few bad drops in the week six game. I don't think that's something that's going to carry on. This game has shootout potential here. Dolphins, Eagles. I'm not worried about Devonta Smith long-term. Still think he is a very solid uh, wide receiver two week to week. And then the final game of the week, 49ers taking on the Vikings. Now, Debo Samuel appears to be day-to-day at this point. For Brandon Ayuk, you're obviously firing him up as a start. Now for Debo, if he's active, It's kind of just this spot where you start your studs. I'm playing them. Solid matchup here against the Vikings. The concern is that you don't know if he's going to play prior to this Monday night game. That's something we're just going to have to uh, kind of wait and see on. Now for the Vikings, um, first game without Justin Jefferson here. Want to talk about Jordan Addison. I was very high on him heading into the week. I think I had him as like a mid to high end uh, wide receiver two in my weekly rankings. He has an 100% route participation, which was awesome to see. He had been locked into those three wide receiver sets. Um, was getting out snapped by KJ Osborne, which was not great. With Justin Jefferson out, he slides right into those uh, two wide receiver sets. He only ended up being targeted five times, caught three of them for 28 yards and a touchdown. So I think that stat line was kind of disappointing, but it also just wasn't a great overall game from the passing attack, which isn't a great look because this was supposed to be like a smash matchup. So if you're not killing it in the air against the Bears, don't know if you're going to be doing great against the uh, 49ers defense as a whole. So it will be a tough matchup here. I still think he has the volume moving forward. And you may be wondering why I have like Addison as a locked in start compared to KJ Osborne as a sit. Even though Osborne was decent um, in the uh, week six game, 
Personally, it just comes down to how I view these players. I think Jordan Addison is a very talented player. I think he was a very talented prospect. For me, I just think KJ Osborne is kind of like a depth wide receiver. So it just comes down to me viewing Addison as the better option here. So that's why I have him as a start, KJ Osborne as a sit. And that is going to be the final week seven matchup. So those are going to be all 13 games. If you guys enjoyed, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Check out my running back start sit, which is already posted. Thank you all for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.